Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I don't know what to do, man, because... Text line as always, and it's the weekend. They probably just got out of bed. They're a little bit upset. I talk Chiefs. They're like, dude, KU's playing in a little bit. Talk KU. That's your school. And then I talk KU. People go, talk Chiefs, man. Did you not see it? Tyree Kill got traded this week, so I'm tore here. So the next two hours, we'll just go back and forth. The old flip-flop, huh? That worked for you? Grant Nicholson, Sports Machine, Sean Levine. Pink Sundays. 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, all over the world on the Odyssey app. Feel free to chime in on our conversation. The phone number is 913-576-7610. Also should mention that if you weren't paying attention on Friday, Daniel Sorensen, no longer a chief. So thank you for your services, sir. He is now a saint. He's not a St. Peter's Peacock, though. Peacocks do play tonight. I, look, I was thinking this, Grant. I know you actually think St. Peter's can beat North Carolina. And I understand your rationale. They got good guard play, and why can't they beat Carolina? This, as you point out, the lowest seed they've played if they've already beat. And it's not like they're going to be scared of a blue blood either. It's not like they're going to see Carolina on the jersey and be like, oh, my gosh, that's North Carolina. They just took out Purdue, and before that took out Kentucky, and in between took out a white-hot Murray State team. So I think that St. Peter's certainly can go out there and hang around in this game for a while. But I ain't going to be the guy to put my money on them, and I don't think I'm going to be the guy to even take the points. I think that North Carolina, more likely than not, probably this is the end of the road for the Peacocks, and they don't cover. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the lines right now, you can get them right now at around plus 350 just to win the game, Grant. So you got 10 bucks laying around. You really like those peacocks like I know you do. Put your 10 on St. Peter's. Put your money where your mouth is, and you have 35 bucks. You didn't ask day. me if I thought it was likely. You asked me if I thought it could happen. Oh, that's fair. If it does happen, that's an – if it does happen, first of all, that's a cakewalk for then Duke, at least on paper. What are you going to keep telling me? They're going to cut down the nets. They're going to win three in a row. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, at some point, <laughs> this thing comes to an end. Grant, I'll buy your meals for the rest of 2022. If ultimately St. Peter's goes, I better not say this. I'll buy your meals for the rest of this week of 2022. St. Peter's goes on, but they got to win the national championship. They got to win the next three games, dude. That's not going to happen. That would be the craziest run ever. If they were to take out Purdue, St. Or North Carolina. North Carolina. Duke. Duke. What would be? KU, Villanova, Holy one of those guys. <laughs> and that final four, let's say that it's not St. Peter's, which in all likelihood, it's going to be North Carolina. In all likelihood, if Kansas doesn't completely crap the bed, which they're known to do, they make it also. That's a nifty little final four now when it comes to blue bloods that all wear blue jerseys also, now that I look at it. So let me be the first one to say, if the final four is North Carolina versus Duke, which will be dope. That'd be dope. That's the best rivalry in college basketball. Some could argue the best. They've never played in the NCAA tournament. Never played the NCAA tournament. Coach K's on his way out. Coach K got his ass kicked his last home game when all the Duke players were there that he's ever coached, so he was embarrassed. This, I mean, that that's what I – I almost want Carolina to win just because as fun of a story as it would be, St. Peter's getting there, it feels like, one, that almost advances Duke to a national championship game, and two, I'd rather see Duke-Carolina in the Final Four. I'm sorry. What would you guys rather see? Like, what do you think is the better story if it happens? 
Would it be Duke, Coach K playing North Carolina, their biggest rivalry on their way to maybe winning the national championship? Or would it be St. Peter's, the Peacocks beating Carolina today and making it to the final four? Because as many upsets as we've seen in the, in the NCAA tournament, there've been a bunch of them. We've never seen a team like the Peacocks keep winning this far all the way into the final four. The only quote unquote small schools like the schools that my girlfriend couldn't tell you where they are that I can remember that have made it to the final four. George Mason. Remember when they made it? Knock out UConn. Coached by Jim Laranega. Indeed. He's got a chance to go back. Indeed. And I guess Butler. I mean, I don't know if it's fair enough to say that Butler was like in the same breath with those other small schools that don't play in a conference anybody can name. But if St. Peter's goes out there and wins today, goodness gracious. But here's what I was saying. If it ends up being Duke and Carolina and Villanova and KU, which all, not only are they blue bloods, but they wear blue jerseys, KU should go to the Reds. They should go to the Reds. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, go to the all Reds for the final four. If it's all blue teams, you're going to have fan bases that are wearing all blue, go to the all Reds. So when they do it, remember, they can play this. Be like, wasn't that jackass on 610 saying that they were going to do that? Do it. Do it. Not going to do it. Do it. Speaking of red, Ron wants to talk Chiefs. He's in Overland Park. What's up, Ron? How you doing, buddy? Yo, what's up? I just want to make a comment, not to go negative against the show, but go ahead. we've been in a national championship four or five years in a row. How good does it have to get in this city before we trust the people that are running that franchise? You talking about over at one Arrowhead Drive with the AFC championship? Well, how good does it have to get? Great teams, and I'll use New England as an example. How many great players did they let go in their prime? They reloaded because they had a great quarterback. Did they ever let a player like Tyree Kill that was that good go in his prime? I remember Randy Moss had 25 touchdowns. Yeah, but Randy Moss was not their guy. Like It's not like Randy Moss grew up in the program, and it's not like Randy going off back-to-back seasons with the Raiders where he was trash. And I get it. Yeah, when they paired him up with Tom Brady, that turned into magic. But the truth is, man, as many times that – and you're right. They turned over that roster a billion times, and everybody wanted to give credit to all these different things, Ron, and all that it ever really was was Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. For all the other guys that were in there, the running backs, and even when Randy Moss was there, and on defense, how many guys can we name that played on that Patriots defense that were great players that ultimately ended up playing on different teams? I mean, there were a million of them. Ty Law, Loy Malloy, Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, Richard Seymour, Mike Vrabel, tons of these dudes. Because the magic there was Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. When you've got the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback of all time, the parts around him matter, but maybe ultimately not a ton. Not as much as they would for other teams. Do we think that that's where the Chiefs are right now? I mean, look, I'm the biggest Chiefs fan you're ever going to meet, Ron. But isn't it a little bit advantageous, a little bit unfair to say that Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady based on what? Tom Brady's got seven rings. He's got one. If you just want to go by the stats, if you want to go by the eye test, if you want to say that Patrick Mahomes individually is a better quarterback, fine. Like we can have that argument. Bigger arm, all those different things better numbers, but it's a team game. And when it comes to team success, I'm sorry, Kansas City. What the Patriots or what Tom Brady did with Bill Belichick is not going to be duplicated. It's just not. You might win a bunch of divisions. You might go to a bunch of AFC championship games. But if anybody thinks, how many Brady won New England? Six? Text me right now. Call me. Call me. Tell me I'm wrong. Call my bluff. I'm the biggest honk cheese fan at this radio station. Maybe Fesco, but there's a couple of us. We have no problem telling you that Patrick Mahomes is going to win two or three or four. I'm not going to be the guy coming on saying he's going to win five or six or seven. I think Andy Reid's a great head coach, Ron. I think Andy Reid's one of the best head coaches in football, one of the best moves the Chiefs front office has ever made. But is he that much better than Pete Carroll? Does his resume tell us that? 
or Mike Tomlin or Sean Payton. So to pretend like he's Bill Belichick, I'm sorry, he's not. He might be the next best thing right now, but he's not Bill Belichick. The same way that Patrick Mahomes right now, he's just not Tom Brady. Don't you think it's worth exploring, though? What? You don't think they're even close to that? Not even close enough to try? The Chiefs? Yeah. I don't think the Chiefs are ever going to have that type of success because, one, the division's a whole lot better. Part of the reason that New England, part of their trick to winning 13, 14 games every year and being that one seed was because they were taking on a Buffalo team who, during the entire time Tom Brady was there, the best Buffalo quarterback was either J.P. Lossman or Tyrod Taylor. You want to play this game? Who's the best Dolphins quarterback? Like, Chad Pennington or I'm not saying I want Jay to play that Fiedler. game. Who's the best Jets quarterback? Chad Pennington? Like, he was going against crap Tom, going forward for the next 10 years. You know who our guys got to take on in the division? We can start with Derek Carr. Fine, he stinks. We've got a lot of talent around him. He was a playoff team. They're not terrible. Well, what about quarterbacks? Okay, fine, let's do that. You ever heard of Russell Wilson? I think you have. He's pretty good. He's the division now. He's talking about winning two or three or four more Super Bowls. Means you got to get by Kansas City. Justin Herbert, by all accounts, already. But wasn't Ron's point that you at least have to try? You no. have to like You have to, like, trust them a I, little I, bit I, to try to get to that point? I think Ron's point was this. I think it was that I'm sounding like a spoiled kid who hasn't enjoyed the run that the Chiefs have been on or at least gave them credit for being the best franchise over the last four years in the NFL. And I'll just say hogwash. That's not true. If you've listened to me, yeah, I'm a honk. Yeah, I'm a huge Chiefs fan. Yeah, I've always got on my red shades, but I also calls it like I sees it. Anybody who knows that how I talk about Frank Clark or how I talked about Sammy Watkins, a lot of people hold back. People at this radio station hold back, not me. Yeah, I'll tell you, I think this guy's great. I've been wrong. I thought Harbaugh was going to be a 1,000-yard wide receiver at this point, 10 touchdowns. I was wrong. I built him up. But I think the point that he was trying to make, Ron, who just called in, was that people like me, when I talk into a microphone, sound either spoiled or dumb. Sound like an idiot. Oh, this poor team's not going to make it back to an AFC championship game. Oh, we don't have Tyreek Hill. Well, then let me emphasize the point that I was trying to make and be very, very clear. The Chiefs' window to win a Super Bowl is wide open when you have Tyreek Hill. And it starts to close when you don't. That's it. That's it. Now, maybe the Chiefs will turn those draft picks and go out there because they have 12 of them this year in the draft. And they'll hit on all of them. And they'll find the next Tyree kill. Are they going to find the next Tyree kill in the next two or three years? Are those draft picks going to be that good that quick? Because right now, the Chiefs aren't just good. They're the best with Tyree kill. They're the best. They're not the champions. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but they're the best. You ask any football fan out there with Tyree kill, here's a free million dollars. You can put your money on any NFL team. All of a sudden, they're not taking the Bengals. All of a sudden, the Packers don't look so good. If you got a brain cell, you'd put that money on the Chiefs with Tyree kill. Without him, the conversation is wide open. As a matter of fact, if you're a fan listening right now of another team, another AFC team, and you're not a Steelers fan, a Texans fan, or a Jaguars fan, and you want to make an argument that your team can play in the AFC championship game, all listen. Literally every other fan base besides the three that I just mentioned in the AFC, I think can make an argument, not that they've caught the cheese, but that they could play them in the AFC championship game. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Jack, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Jack? Hey, Sean. How's it going? Yo, what up, man? Hey, so here's my argument for uh, Andy Reid versus Belichick. Please. Uh, all right. So Belichick wasn't nothing until Tom Brady. <clears throat> and he's really uh, been pedestrian since Tom Brady. Um, whereas Andy Reid... Uh, you know, was doing it with Donovan McNabb, and now he's starting to do it with Mahomes. So he's doing it through two different generations of quarterback. Now I know he didn't win a Super Bowl with McNabb, um, but he but he had better success than Belichick did without Brady. Um, 
I think I can't argue with that, Graham but, or Jack, but I also think that it's a little bit narrow just to say, well, because I could just counter with saying as good of a coach as Andy Reid has been, I think that he was a Hall of Famer before he got to Kansas City. As good as he's been, it took Patrick Mahomes to come around for him to ultimately win a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can play that game both ways. I, I agree, but I don't think he was really a, a, a Hall of Fame coach before he came to Kansas City because he was lacking the Super Bowl, um, and that was the, the grand poobah of everything that was surrounding Andy Reid was that he would never win a Super Bowl, that he would always choke, uh, that he would never get it done. So, Jack, you, so, you, you sound like a realistic guy. So, while I got you on the phone, just let me ask you. You know, and I don't know each other. Let's, let me ask you. So, when the Chiefs had Tyree Kill this time five days ago, if you had a free million dollars, and I said you could put it on any team in the NFL, would you put it on the Chiefs? Yeah, but I'm a Chiefs honk. Would you I still can't. do it? Would you still do it? Or, would, or now that Tyree Kill plays on a different team, and I said, well, now you can put that money, man, on anybody you want. You're still putting down the Chiefs. I, I'm a Chiefs homer. So. <laughs> Uh, that, that's, uh, I'm, I'm terrible at betting on the chiefs. That's why I don't do it. No, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like when it comes to the NCAA tournament, every time I've ever gotten a bracket and I'm talking about since the first one I got handed in fourth grade, my gym teacher, Mr. Smith gave it to him. He probably shouldn't have done that. It probably started the, the gambling craze then, but I always pick KU. So I get it, but I think that I would put my money on somebody else. Grant free million bucks. You can take any NFL team to win the Super Bowl this next year. Why would I not? I mean, I guess I'll put it on the Chiefs. Why not? Just to be a jerk here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I no, just no, don't yeah, see. Like, I understand that you're losing Tyreek Hill hurts a lot, but their Super Bowl odds literally did not change. The Chiefs Super Bowl odds did not they change. They also literally were not the favorite like they've been the last Yeah, three I know, years. but like Buffalo. I'm plus 900 to get the Chiefs with a million dollars. I'm not saying they don't have a shot. Don't get it twisted. I'm saying their shot went down a lot after losing one of their best players. And Vegas why thinks it people, didn't. Why and Vegas thinks it that? didn't. All right, let's keep talking about this. We got to take a break. 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But the odds didn't change. I mean, yeah, it's just Tyreek Hill. <laughs> you don't really sound like that, Grant. I mean, sort of. You sort of do. I got a whiny cousin you kind of sound like. I'm not saying I'm just saying. Uh, that is Grant Nicholson. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. And you. Until noon. We're talking Chiefs. We're talking KU basketball. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. So you're right, Grant. Even though I make fun, you're right. The odds did the odds didn't really change either way for the Chiefs or for the Dolphins. To be fair, as far as winning the Super Bowl goes. So here are your odds to win next year's Super Bowl, or at least the ones you might be interested in. The Raiders. They got Devontae Adams. Do they have a real shot? According to Vegas, no. Forty to one. Patriots. Bill Belichick. Also, 40 to 1. All right, fine. Dolphins. Eh? Dolphins. The Dolphins wide receiver core is the best in football. 
Jalen Waddle's a beast. He put up top 10 numbers last year. You pair him with Tyree Kill. Were the Dolphins' odds to win the Super Bowl? 30 to 1. Okay, so far nobody's for real. I'm not putting my money on a 40 to 1 or 30 to 1. Tennessee Titans. Mike Vrabel. I think if Andy retires in the next few years, the Chiefs should go hard after Mike Vrabel. I think he's a great coach. Titans odds of winning the Super Bowl. 30 to 1. Nope, not putting money on them. All right. Baltimore, 22 to 1. Baltimore's going the wrong way. If they were a stock, I don't think I'd want my money in them. The Indianapolis Colts, 20 to 1. These are all long shots, guys. Long shots. We're working our way up to the Chiefs. The Bengals, the team that actually played the Super Bowl last year, 20 to 1. Cleveland, not sure why, 17 to 1. Chargers, 16 to 1. Broncos, 15 to 1. And then you got the Chiefs at 9 to 1. So what Grant said is right. Like before the Tyree kill trade, they were 9 to 1. After, they're still 9 to 1. Buffalo, the favorite right now at 6 to 1 to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. If you're curious, according to Vegas, they're supposed to play. It's supposed to be Buffalo and Tampa at next year's Super Bowl. 576 Let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's head out to Lenexa. Steven, you're on 610. What's up, Steven? Hey, Big, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Getting ready for another Final Four, the annual rite of passage for mm-hmm. all uh, all Jayhawk fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was kind of wondering, um, there's been, you know, kind of radio silence on this. I mean, we were here for, for Tyreek Hill in the worst days of his life many times, and I supported him even during those worst days of his life, and we ended up getting bupkis in terms of loyalty from this guy. I don't know why everyone wants to kiss his rear. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just really frustrated about why everyone, the guy. I don't think, this, I don't, I guess I would just disagree with a couple of things. One, I'm not bank. I'm Sean. And two, I know we kind of sound alike and it's called bank Sunday. So I get it. I get it. You're not the first one to make that mistake. I don't hear a lot of people that are like, oh no, Tyree kill. The man is gone. I don't hear that. I'm not saying he was a good dude or a bad dude. I tend to think that he got railroaded a little bit, and then he's somewhere in between. But sometimes, like, I bet when Russell Wilson left Seattle, it was not only did we lose a quarterback, but we lost this great guy. You haven't heard a ton of that here in Kansas City. However, you've heard a lot of how are we going to make up for 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns on the field. And look, off the field, or I guess I should say, you know, locker room, that type of stuff, there's been a lot made of what we saw in the playoffs. He was going at it on the sidelines with the other guys. I don't think that Tyree Kill was trying to act or talk his way out of Kansas City. I think it was just a timing thing. Life's all about timing, guys. I think what happened is the Chiefs decided to draft Tyree Kill, what, six and a half years ago, a troubled guy, a troubled player, Played for a bunch of different schools. They saw the speed. They can hope. Let's get him into an NFL camp and see what we can do. And by year two or three, they went, holy crap, this guy is a top five wide receiver in the league. And then obviously the KCTV5 story came out that he was referring to, made him look like a POS. And then all of a sudden, the Chiefs and the league suspend him. Then they bring him back. Then they pay him. I just think that when it comes down to right now, the Chiefs see the writing on the wall, which is we can either – Trade Tyree Kill away. Let him go somewhere else, even though he's probably still in his prime. We can trade him away. We can see what we can get back. We can get a lot cheaper, leave some money available. Obviously, draft picks, even if they turn out to be studs, are going to be a lot cheaper than Tyree Kill is right now, who just signed the highest wide receiver per year dollars in the history of the NFL. But what they really decided is long-term, if we pay him, if we pay Tyreek Hill the same money that he wants, the same money that ultimately the Dolphins gave him, then we actually can't pay anybody else. Not like, oh, well, we can only give this guy a little bit. and Maybe we can talk this guy into coming here because he's a veteran. No. 
Once you pay Patrick Mahomes at the time more money than anybody had ever gotten in the history of the NFL, and he deserves it. I have no problem with the contract, the years, the way they're shifting the money around. I have no problem with any of Patrick Mahomes' contract. Let me be straight with that. But I also understand that you can't have Patrick Mahomes and pay him more money than any quarterback's ever made, and then also a couple of years later pay Tyreek Hill more money than any wide receiver's ever made. So the Chiefs' options were this. Like, this is reality here. You keep him this year. Then he walks. Then you get nothing back for him. You overpay for him. Not overpay, but maybe you pay for a guy that you don't necessarily think is worth the most money of any player at his position in the league. Yeah, he's elite, but the Chiefs were never saying, as soon as Tyree Kill's contract comes up, we're willing to pay him more than anyone, the same way they were with Patrick Mahomes. It wasn't that type of relationship. Like, they don't love him the same, and he's not as valuable. That's just the truth. So the Chiefs' decision was, we can let him play in the Chiefs uniform this year, maybe win the Super Bowl with him, then he's going to walk, then he's going to go somewhere else, or we can do what we don't feel comfortable doing, which is pay him whatever he's asking for. Here, rip up last year the contract you got, and here's a new four-year contract for whatever the Dolphins gave him. They didn't want to do that. So what they did was the least of all the evils. I remember my dad told me when I was a kid. I don't remember where we were going. Probably Metcalf South. We used to hang out a lot at that mall. Rest in peace. And he was like, son, there's not always going to be a great option in life, but there's always going to be a best option, right? You can always make a best choice. Doesn't mean it's always going to be a great one, but it's going to be the best one. And for the Chiefs, maybe they did make the best of the decisions. They all kind of sucked. But at least, ultimately, they're going to get something back for Tyreek Hill. My only problem with that is whatever they get back, in all likelihood, is not going to help too much this year. Probably not help a ton next year either. So three years from now, let's say those draft picks pan out. Let's say they're awesome. Bunch of dudes, different positions, offense, defense, special teams, rookie contracts. Cool. At that point, what's the rest of the wide receiver core look like? I mean, the moves the Chiefs made were short-term this offseason. Where's Travis Kelsey at that point? Is he retired? Is he still elite? Is he still a Chief? So if you could have Tyree Kill on this team right now and they go out there and win a Super Bowl this year, as a fan, from my perspective, I say to hell with it. Like, if you're asking me, that's what I would have done. If those were my actual choices, if Brett Veach got together with Andy and Clark and everybody that matters over there, and they said, look, these are our choices. We don't want to make him the highest paid wide receiver. We're not comfortable doing that because we're not getting money for anybody else because we already paid Pat. So we don't want to do that. So that's off the table. Then it comes down to basically you keep him for one final year while you got him under contract or you trade him and try to get something back for him. I would have kept him. If you guys can't tell by now, I would have kept him. Grant, you're shaking your head. I would have kept him because your window will never be more wide open than it is right now. And there's a reason why the 49ers didn't trade away Jerry Rice when he was paired with Joe Montana. And you can be like, oh, well, Tyree Kill's not Jerry Rice. Patrick Mahomes isn't Joe Montana. Fine. How many better combinations have we seen besides Patrick Mahomes to Tyree Kill? If you want to say it's not Montana to Rice, cool. I agree with you. Is it the second best of all time? And we traded that dude away in his prime. That's all I'm saying. But you're shaking your head, Grant. So you obviously think it was the right move to make, huh? I don't know if it's the right move, but I think just like your dad said, I mean, there was there was the best ch- choice. I think this is the best option rather than paying him $30 million a year. Oh, don't give Mitch Levine any credit. He's probably listening right now. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I told my kid that. Well, I'm just saying if you gave me the two oh, options and you, you say dad. you can pay him $30 million a year or you can trade him and get more assets, I would have traded. No, do neither one. Just, just say it sucks that you're going to have to let him walk after this season. But if you win the Super Bowl with them this year, then that money becomes available. Then we've got another Super Bowl parade. Then you get young after that, and you could say, well, Sean, you're so short-sighted. You also don't get back all those draft picks. Well, you also win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but now we're just assuming that if you bring Tyreek back, that they're going to win the Super Bowl. No, but it gives you a whole hell of a lot better chance. I'm not Vegas doesn't think so, and I tend to think that it's not that much different. Why is Maybe that? Maybe it changes no, but a little seriously, bit. Seriously, seriously, seriously. How can Tyreek? Is the wide receiver position is not that important? I, to be honest, not really. Wide receiver is important. Having Tyreek Hill makes your team worse. But 
in terms of changing your ceiling to win a Super Bowl, if you can take those draft picks and get maybe some game changers in terms of pass rush or a rookie that can give you some of that production, I, I mean, losing Tyreek Hill hurts, but it's not like it's the end of the world. See, here's the problem. You're just looking at it from a Chiefs perspective. What about the fact that the Chiefs might have lost one of the best wide receivers and one of the other teams in the division gets paid twice a year? Gain maybe the best wide receiver in Devontae Adams. What about the fact that the Chargers already had Keenan Allen, top 10 wide receiver, and they also re-signed Mike Williams? It's not like you're just getting worse by losing Tyree Kill, and it's not like a bunch of NFC teams are getting better. If they would have shipped his ass over to uh, pick your team. So uh, you think that Tyree Kill is the difference between being competitive in the division and not being competitive I in the division? I think he sways the pendulum wildly, yes. You think he sways it wildly? Yes, yes. Even though their Super Bowl odds didn't change at all? I disagree with Las Vegas in this okay. circumstance. Right. I understand that usually they're right and I'm wrong, so I probably am again this time. And if I am, then I'll come back on six months, a year, two years from now, and say... Who, who was the best wide receiver that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with? You, do you think that Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay isn't going to affect them also? I know, but who's the, best, who's the best wide receiver that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with? What team What team in the NFL won a Super Bowl being led by the, the wide receiver? Your point is legit, but don't use Tom Brady. That's the same way of like, well, what about Michael Jordan? He didn't have the greatest teammates. Tell me somebody else. Don't use Brady as your example. I get right, it. Who was the wide receiver for Joe Flacco? Who was their best wide receiver that year? I don't know. I don't remember. Anquan Bolden? Who was the best wide receiver for the Broncos when Peyton Manning won that Super Bowl, when they had all those great teams? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm all I'm saying is this. Who was the best wide receiver that Russell Wilson threw to when they had those great four years? Who was the best wide receiver for the 49ers when they won all those? Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. Who was the best wide receiver for the Cowboys when they won all those? Michael Irvin. Who what, were, were the wide receivers pretty good for the team that won the Super Bowl this year? Did you like the Rams trio that they had out there? They're pretty good. So we can go both ways on this, brother. Sure. I understand what you're saying. That there's not only, there, Can you win it without having the best wide receiver in football or an elite one? Sure. You're proving it to me. It does happen. You're right. We've seen examples of that. You know what makes it a whole hell of a lot easier? Having Tyree kill. I cannot believe, and Grant, you're not the only one doing this, that is defending the Chiefs move, acting like, well, they did it, and it's not that big of a deal. You can say, well, they did it, and I'm pissed about it. Or you can say, well, they did it, and I think that now the Dolphins are a much better football team and the Chiefs better get these draft picks right. But I don't understand the rationale of saying the Chiefs let Tyree Kill walk, and it's not that big of a deal. They're going to be fine. You're not going to see a difference on the field because you don't see a difference in Vegas odds. What? It's a 53-man roster they had when they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And if we start to list one through 53, my guy, Mike Pinnell is like number 47. Daniel Sorensen's number like 42. But when we start listing at the very top of the reason why the Chiefs won the Super Bowl grant, go ahead, let's play this game. Patrick Mahomes won. We agree with that. Most, I missed the question. Sorry. Most important player why the Chiefs won the Super Bowl a few years ago. If we're starting to make a list. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, right? It's fair. Number yes. two, Tyron Matthew, probably. Probably. As good as he was and changed the culture of the defense. Probably. Go ahead, number three. Go ahead. That's, you're up. Number three might be Tyreek Hill. You okay. might be right. So on a 53-man roster, 53 different dudes that won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and now not only we can have the Tyron Matthew conversation, he's gone. Now Tyreek Hill's gone too. But it doesn't really matter? I just don't get that. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't really matter. I'm telling you your team got worse. You need to be tripping. You need to be freaking out here like me. I'm telling I'm telling you your ceiling got lower. I'm freaking but out, man. But your floor didn't change that much at all. <sighs> Let me go out to the phone lines here before I really lose it. Mario, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Mario? Hey, what's going on? Yo, what up? Love the show. Thanks, man. I just wanted to counter the point that Grant was making. When he was talking Please. About Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, Tom Brady, who's the best receiver they had. Well, all they all had... The top five defense may be the best defense in the National mm, Football League. He got you there, and didn't I don't he? Think, I don't think anybody can argue that we're even top ten. Dude, not only and are we not, lost Honey Badger. Not only maybe not top ten, Mario, but the defense we're probably not talking about enough. Like, did the Chiefs get lucky the last few years finding these diamonds in the rough, whether it was trading for Traverius or getting Rashad Fenton low or getting Legarius Sneed or Nick Bolton or all these different dudes that weren't first-round draft picks or highly thought of free agents? Yeah. 
do we think that the Chiefs, you said they weren't going to be a top 10 defense next year. I don't think they're going to be top half the league defense next year. So if they're not top half the league defense next year and they lose the one wide receiver, why is everybody not freaking out here? I got to take a break. 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Get out of bed. The KU game tips off in a couple hours. We're talking Chiefs football here. Big Sundays, Brant Nicholson, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, and you till noon right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. The KU line's jumping around a little bit, actually. KU is now a five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Hurricanes of Miami, that game being played in Chicago. And then after that, Carolina takes on the Peacocks of St. Peter's. The winner of that game moves on to face Duke in the Final Four. So it's either going to be Duke and the Tar Heels or Duke and the Peacocks. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Let's get back into Tyree Kill talk. Don't worry. We'll talk plenty of KU the final hour. I don't know why you guys aren't freaking out. I'm freaking out here. I mean... Maybe you could say Devontae Adams is better. Maybe you could say Cooper Cup's better. Doesn't an argument in there? Like if you start trying to make the argument for Jordan Jefferson or Stephon Diggs, you sound kind of silly. Like Tyree Kill is definitely one of the three best wide receivers in the NFL. Travis Kelsey is definitely one of the three best tight ends right now in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes, fine. If Joe Burrows or Guy or Aaron Rodgers is one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. And now you don't have one of those guys. Why aren't you freaking out? Let's go out to the phone lines. Sonny, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Sonny? What's up, Sports Machine? Yo. You need to chill out, bro. It's Sunday. Don't I know. Your blood pressure I'm sorry, dude. Like I really do. Dog. I'm sorry. Help me out then. Listen, this is the way I'm looking at it. Overall, overall, our wide receiver room got better. Huh? I, listen, bro. Just listen to me. Hear me out. All right. Now, I know we lost the top three playmaking receiver in the NFL. I understand that. Yeah, best, best wide receiver that's ever wore the Chiefs uniform now plays for the Dolphins. But tell me why they're better. Because behind Tyreek Hill, what did we have these past couple years? Did you Do you forget what our first six games looked like last year? Demarcus Robinson holding the ball five feet away from his body. Byron Pringle wasn't the Byron Pringle he was at the end of the season. I mean, we were rolling out. I appreciate what they did, and I know they were contributors, but let's call the facts the facts. They were bums. We were rolling out bums out there. Now, for us being able to get rid of Tyreek, just Tyreek alone, we've got draft capital. Obviously, we know what we got in the trade. But we were able to, and I know we signed Juju before we traded Tyreek, but we signed Juju. We signed MVS, who I know there was skepticism. There was, you know, everybody was skeptical when we signed him, but I, I think he's got another ceiling there, and, and I believe management does too. Sonny, I, I, think, think I, th- I think the best way you and I can hash this out, and let's just, I'll keep you on the line. I'll let you, I'll let you say yours. Let's just pretend like these guys are all cars and we've got a garage. All right, let's work this out together, Sonny. So right. 
Demarcus Robinson. He's like a, we agree. He's like a, he's like a beat up old Honda, but like, he'll get you around if you like really need to get somewhere, but like, you're not going to brag about that car. Right. So like, right. if you don't have that in the garage, not a big deal. Okay. Uh, right. By- by- Byron Pringle's like a, He's more like that Camry. Like, it looks a little bit nicer, and it's definitely going to get you where you need to go, but it's not going to win any awards for being the best car in the world. But, you know, there are other people out there that want it, and clearly the Bears did, right? So that's kind of what we had, okay? Now you add, like, a, um, a Valdez Scantling. What would you say he is? He's like a like a Saab or something, like a pretty decent car? Yeah, he's like he's like a, he's like, he's like a 2009 Audi with one owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a one-owner Audi, which is pretty good. And I would say that Juju's about that same like kind of car, right? Like, pretty good. Like, if you're driving that thing around, you're pretty confident it's going to get you where you need to go, and you can pick up a girl or two, and you're going to get some looks. Okay, then what was Tyreek Hill? Tyreek was a Ferrari. He's bro. a freaking Ferrari, dude! And you don't have the Ferrari in the garage anymore. The check engine light was on. The check engine light was on. <laughs> Bro, hey, listen. I, I give it to I give it to Tyreek, dude. But Sean, go back and look at the games. I mean, he 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 didn't miss a game, but he got nicked up. He got bruised up a little bit more than usual. You know what I mean? And and his whole premise was speed, Sean. So if we so let's say we would have resigned him and we would have kept him in Kansas City. More often than not, I mean, he's not Daryl Green. He's not, you know, he's not. He, I don't think he was going to end up being forty years old and still running a four. Right. He, we were going to be paying him twenty plus million dollars. He was going to be thirty-one years old, and his his premise of his game was speed. He was going to lose a step. At some point, he was. I mean, I didn't see him necessarily slowing down. And you could say, well, some of Patrick Mahomes' interceptions were because of him. That was funny, though, man. Like I pride myself on being having the quick wit, especially with the callers, but. My guy came back and said the check engine lights on the Ferrari. What are you going to do? Like, Sonny won, me none. Congratulations. Let's go out to Lone Jack. Neil, you're back on 610. What's up, Neil? Morning, Machine. What's up, man? Chilling like Corey Dillon. How you doing? Good, man. Um, It surprises me how many people don't know you're not Jay. It's weird. (laughs) Well, we're both a couple of good-looking guys with deep voices. What are you going to do? Yeah, you know, uh, Sonny had a great call. Um, Primarily, my first first and foremost, I'm with you on this, Sean. Um, I do not believe we should have traded him. I, I think, you know, I went through my five stages of grief, and my biggest problem with the trade, and I'll get to it a little bit more later, but I don't feel like denial took nearly long enough. Um, you know, anger set in way too quickly, and bargaining lasted a lot longer than I should have. Um, <laughs> I don't think we were too far away from winning another Super Bowl, and and Tyreek is obviously a huge piece of that. I think what were we lacking this year? Why did we need to win the Super Bowl? We we didn't have a good enough pass rush, and we didn't have a good enough second wide receiver. They picked up Juju. We were one piece away from being a strong, strong, strong contender, yeah. and going back and winning another Super yeah. Bowl. And and Sean, you know. If you can give me a few minutes, I got a lot to say about this. I could talk for hours about this, but you know, I'm just a, I'm just a strong believer in you. If you have a dynasty in the making, and I realize, obviously, I mean, we've done things that nobody else had ever done before. We didn't capitalize enough on the Super Bowls in the four years, but still, I think there's an argument to be made that we are a dynasty with Tyreek, and that we could have gone a couple more years with the window open winning at least one, if not hopefully two more Super Bowls. I'll let you keep cooking. Let me chew on that real quick, Neil. Neil, Neil, I'll let you keep cooking. Let me chew on that for just one second. That's my point. That's why, even though the options kind of suck, like I don't want draft picks that are going to be good two or three years from now. I don't want to trade him for a ready-made player that's not quite as good. I don't want to overpay for him. I want him to be on the team because I feel like right now, for the next two or three years, is the chance to win the Super Bowl, which is why I say just keep him on the team. So, I completely agree with you with that one. Like this window is not going. We thought it was going to be open for a really, really long time. And I took a call earlier. I'm not sure if you were listening when Ron called in the first hour. And I think he was basically trying to be like, dude, you sound like a spoiled jerk because you're saying that we're, you know, we we're getting to the Super Bowl or getting these AFC championship games isn't good enough. My point, Neil, is the one that I think you're making better, which is for a team that has had the best quarterback, a top two or three wide receiver, one of the best coaches. At the time, Tyron Matthews still in his prime. Chris Jones, they're the most talented team in the league. We're going to look back on Patrick Mahomes' first five years. Even though it sounds like spoiled and poor me, one ring is probably not what you were thinking, right? Absolutely not. At least two, hopefully three. That's what I'm and saying. We do stay in the conversation of Patrick possibly being the greatest of all time. Now, I, you know, a, c- a couple more points and I'll let you go, Sean. First and foremost, 
Uh, one more scenario I think that we have maybe touched on is I think if they really, really wanted to, they could have given Tyreek the deal, given him $30 million if they had, you know, if they had to, which obviously they had to, and then trade him next year. His trade value next year would not have been as high as it was this year, but it still would have been very high. And I think you keep the band together. The Bills never traded away their guys. The Cowboys never traded away their guys. The 49ers never traded away their guys and their dynasties until the window was clearly closed. It is difficult. It is very it, it, it is very difficult, Neil, to – and thanks for the phone call, man. I always appreciate going back and forth with you. To become a dynasty and to also trade away one of your three or four best players. I'm not saying it's never happened. I'm sure there have been teams in all sports, probably in football, that have done that. I don't like using Tom Brady as the example, though. Well, Tom Brady was able to do it. Well, he didn't win a Super Bowl when he had Randy Moss. Okay. All right. First of all, he didn't come too damn far. And second of all, using Brady as your example, using the best of all time, give me the average guy. Give me what most people do. Well, Michael Jordan never did that. Well, he's the best basketball player of all time. Stop. Ant, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Ant? Hey, good morning. Good morning. You guys are driving me insane. I'm sure. Listen, listen here. We didn't win the Super Bowl with Hill on the team against Tampa. We didn't even make the Super Bowl last year with Hill on the team. So, Hill is not the difference maker. With the, with the, we were not going to win another Super Bowl with this defense that we keep running out here. Were guys. they far? I mean, you're making it sound like they were far. Did they not make it to no, an we AFC championship far, game? We weren't far, but if you look at the cap and the money that we have available to improve our team, we were in cap hell. That's true. So regardless of what, the only way to get out of cap hell and keep hill was to restructure his deal. Uh-huh. We could have gained the same cap space we gained by letting him go and trading him. By, by restructuring his deal. But Hill made it clear he was not going to restructure his deal, that he wanted to be the highest paid. Now, yes, he did all the, the, the talk that he wasn't going to show up to camp and wasn't going to play this year yeah. unless he got, got the new deal. And, and chances are he probably would have played once those checks weren't coming in. Right. But the Chiefs made it clear they did not want that distraction. And Andy Reid has, has – we all know how Andy Reid runs his teams in his locker rooms, and distractions is not one of them. So – they avoided that. They got the max value they could get out of Hill. So instead of taking a chance and hopefully winning a Super Bowl next year, which if you look at the at, at past history, we weren't going to win a Super Bowl with Hill on this team because we haven't in the last two years. We took a better gamble by getting the bag for him and, and securing our future with all these draft picks. We have a greater chance now to win multiple Super Bowls in the next five to ten years versus then if we would have kept Hill and went for that shot for one more year. Because Hill was going to walk next year regardless. So that's, you tagged him. And that's the bigger so, picture, and that's very well said. Here's where I would push back, Ant, and here's where I would just, just disagree with you, is that you think that ultimately the Chiefs have a better chance to win more Super Bowls because they're traded away Tyreek Hill. And your rationale, I guess, would be that, well, now they got money available this year, so if they're going to you know plug some holes, they can win it this year, obviously. They're 9-1. to one. They also can win it the year after that, the year after that, the year after that, because they're going to have a bunch of good players that they draft that are cheap. I would say this. I would say their chances of ever winning another Super Bowl, whether it's winning one more Super Bowl or winning two more or five more or whatever the most optimistic Chiefs fan driving around thinks, their chances are way less of ever winning one more Super Bowl because you don't have Tyreek Hill. So I would have taken the risk of keeping him around this year, knowing that you're not going to get crap back for him next year, letting him walk. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow. You're not going to have those draft picks. Your future is not going to be as bright. You're still going to be in cap hell. All those things are going to be true. But if you win the Super Bowl, I'm willing to deal with that. Now, the kickback to that, and Anthony kept saying, and a lot of people are texting in, well, they didn't win the Super Bowl with Tyree Kill last year, so what makes you think they're going to? They weren't far they went to four straight AFC championship games with Tyree Kill, and we'll never know if what I'm about to say is true, but I would venture to say that they would not have done that without Tyree Kill. So to say, oh, they had him and still didn't win the Super Bowl, so they don't need him? To me, that's that's just kind of short-sighted. Let's go out to Olathe. Chris, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Chris? 
Hey, you're right. You know, it's absurd. How many how many Super Bowls did the Niners not win with Jerry Rice? Right, exactly. I mean, so so hey, this all started when we did not suspend Kareem Hunt, right? I mean, we should have just suspended Kareem Hunt, kept him, and we would have had our big three. But no, then we overvalue a running back, and we draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, for example, when T. Higgins is sitting right there. And, and then heading into last year, this has nothing to do with Tyreek Hill. Heading into last year, Brett Veach makes the ultimate error and does not secure ourselves another playmaker, and we're relying upon Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle and McCole Hardman, and we just don't have options. The playmaker is key in the NFL. Look at the Bengals with Jamar Chase. That's the only player in the NFL, I think, from a wide receiver standpoint, maybe Debo Samuel, that's comparable to Tyreek Hill. And look where those teams went with Debo Samuel. Look where the Niners went with Debo Samuel and where the Bengals went adding Jamar Chase. How much attention does Tyreek Hill bring? I mean, our defense is going to improve and we don't have Melvin Ingram, we don't have Tavarius Ward, we don't have Teron Matthews. Right. It's laughable. Chris, I, mean, I feel like I feel like uh and I'm out in Olathe every now and again. I feel like you might be the only person that at least sounds almost as pissed off as me out south. So we need to hang out. Hit me up on Twitter or something at Sean Levine KC because you're right. Like to make the argument I can't I can't stand it when people make the argument. So let's say you got a house. All right. You know you guys know I'm the king of analogies, so just follow me here. And you're like, I just want to make a quick sale on my house, all right? And we bought it for $100,000, and you put the for sale sign out in your yard. Somebody comes along five minutes later, and they're like, I saw your house is for sale. I'll give you $200,000 for it. And you go, sold. I made $100,000. That's amazing. And then you sign the contract, and it's all done, and you're going out for steak dinner that night. You're feeling good. You're upgrading your wardrobe for the next couple of weeks. Like, you're spending the money. But let me give you an alternative. The first guy comes around, offers you $200,000. You get excited because you're like, I made $100,000. But you don't sign on the dotted paper. You say, I'm going to let it, I'm gonna let it, let it ride for a little bit. I'm going to leave that sign out there for a week. And then a week later, some guy comes along and he goes, I love your house. I'll give you $500,000 for it. Now you got to sell because now you've really made a profit. You would have never known if you sold early. Oh, I made $100,000. It's great. $100,000 profit's awesome. Until you realize that you could have made $400,000 profit, dumbass. I got to take a break. One more hour coming up. Stay on the phone, Richard. I'm going to come out to you, Topeka, first. I got a phone line free, 913-576-7610, Sports Radio. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.